What's up, guys? It's three-time NFL Pro Bowler All-Decade Return Specialist, Josh Cribs. I want to welcome you to the College Sports Connection Podcast, where Alex hosts the Mid-American Conference Best. Podcast all maxion all the time. I'm your host, Alex the Captain. Joining me today, our first ever guest co-host, Brigadier Bronco, aka Brig. Brigadier Bronco, welcome to the show, man. What is good? Happy to be here, Alex. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy Western Michigan lifestyle you live to come uh-huh. to t- come talk some action to come talk uh, well we got a lot of things on the on the table i know you and i were talking earlier about this transfer portal stuff some of this nil stuff um but uh i've kind of got a list of things i'd love to g- get into you watched that mac championship this last week or two weeks ago now didn't you uh sadly i didn't get to watch it i, I was didn't. at work no i because i randomly work saturdays so i was ah, really okay. bummed i didn't get to watch it but i was refreshing my phone Okay, and uh, I saw some highlights, and I I was sh- kind of shocked. I thought Toledo was was the team of destiny this year a little bit, um, but I think, Miami. I think a lot of people thought that, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, who stood out to you in that game? Man, yeah, I, I tell you what, I you know I you know I so I was there, right? You know, and I and I got the opportunity to be there, and you know, first off, hats off to Miami for winning the MAC championship, of course, but. I was thoroughly impressed with that defense of Miami. You know, Toledo played them earlier in the year, 121 to um, 17 down in Oxford. Miami came out and, you know, there were people online, some predictions saying Toledo's not scoring 20. I was like, all right, that is a bold prediction. I love it. Sure enough, Miami came out 123-14, a huge defensive effort. Um and, you know, Avion Smith, he completed six of 16 passes. So he was below 50%. Um, but wow. they, got, they established a fantastic ground game. Defense looked excellent. Jack Salopec looked great. Um, and it had kind of add to that, you know, Graham Nicholson, he missed his first field goal in however many weeks on, you know, dating back to last year in this game and still wow. walks away with the, the Lou Groza award this year. <clears throat> Talk about that. I mean, that hats off to him, you know, a Mac player winning a big national award like that. You know, we've seen Heisman finalists. We saw Jordan Lynch, a Heisman finalist uh, back in the early 2010s. But for a Mac player to win a national award like that, that's pretty special. Yeah, especially in a conference, the Mac, any mid-major that um, isn't really known for kicking field goals too well, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Uh, so that's that makes it all the more impressive. And and what what is even crazier is that Avon Smith, uh, he just entered the transfer portal, right? He did. He did enter the transfer portal. I've seen a little bit of talk that um, he's getting a lot of uh, some FCS looks, a couple other um, group of five looks. Um, I mean, he, this transfer portal is nuts. Uh, Curtis Rourke just committed to Indiana. Yep, Indiana. I've seen that. Wow. I, I mean, I know when he's healthy. It's crazy. When he's healthy, though, this is a guy who can go out and. He can he can really dominate and and mm-hmm. take control of a game. 
So best of luck to him, of course. Uh, Daquan Finn, there's rumors he might be coming back to Toledo a little bit. You know, (laughs) Western Michigan lost a few quarterbacks to the portal. That honestly, that's it's it's okay. You guys had Hayden Wolf coming back, right? So it was kind of yes. Thank God he is coming back. Um, It was kind of a weird thing. We had like a triple battle for a starting quarterback. And we started with uh, our salad pack uh, and um, I forgot his first name, but salad pack. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Jack salad pack. Jack. That's right. Jack. I mixed the two up. Jack salad pack was like our starter last year. I think it was a yep. uh, freshman last year. And, you know, he was just really inconsistent with um, high pressure situations. He would mm-hmm. make really bad passes, yep. turnovers that just were game breaking. And uh, he benched him and tried out um, Trayson Borgay, which he was like. I love that name. First off, I what think a great he's a name. beast. Yeah, I really liked him. He was he was the complete opposite of Salad Pack. He was he's big. He was a bigger guy. Um, mm-hmm. He had some he had some flow to his game. Uh, Jack was kind of like a overthinking, trying yeah. to make perfect plays. And uh, this guy, he you know he was a team leader. He uh, his the offense flowed through him. So uh, he finished out the last half the last year, and you know there's some promise. He, he seemed like he was yeah. he might be the guy going forward. And then we got to transfer uh, Hayden Wolf, and he just sat, which I was surprised because he had mm-hmm. like a, a pretty decent record over at uh, ODU, Old yeah. Dominion. So I was surprised he would want to come here. Something over like ten thousand career passing yards or something at yeah. Old Dominion, like yeah, stunned quarterback. Yeah, I felt like we were stacked in the quarterback department. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it kind of became this thing where it seemed like our coaches, even a crossover uh, overlap to our new coach today, um, they tried to get Jack going. And mm-hmm. it, there were just so many games where we were trying to get him going and we would fall into a hole and we'd swap out. You know, right? And it was like, if we just have one full game with one of these guys, we might be able to do it. M- you know? Might work out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, beginning of this season, they both kind of show that uh, it just wasn't it. So we put in Hayden Wolf halfway through the Iowa game. Um, and he was slinging. He had yeah. no, he can no chuck fear. The ball. He was – I thought he was the guy. I was like, oh, my gosh. So ever since then, the fan base has kind of gone back and forth like Trayson. And he kind of fizzled out a little bit. Hayden Wolf came in, played really well. Now, like, down the stretch this year, he didn't really play as good, but, you know, new new head coach, yep. um, new system, I get it. Yeah, no, it's 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 so tough, right? I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of different factors going on, you know. Obviously, when you got a new coaching staff and a transfer quarterback, you know, from what I've seen, coaching staffs love to look at the guys who are already there because they already know those players, right? They They – even if they're changing the system, they they already have chemistry with some of those players. So you bring in a new guy, also a new system. I I get it to a degree, and I know and I know a lot of people were really surprised that Hayden Wolf wasn't doing much early on. Again, I get it, but I think I think you're right. I think you know Hayden Wolf looked when he was in, he looked excellent. Um, it's just again, you got to learn a system, you got to learn the coaching staff, you got to learn these players. Um, but. You know, early prediction for Western Michigan football next year. Are we looking at seven and five? Yeah, yes, 
absolutely seven and five. <laughs> I love the hesi- we only, for, we only for our listeners. <laughs> I want to be clear. He hesitated and looked at me like a deer in headlights. Slander. That's slander. <laughs> Listen, I I hope we do that. I hope okay. we do even better than that. Sure. Um, but it just it things kind of seem off with the football program, um, especially with just all the transferring and yeah. transfer portal. I, don't, I think every team's kind of dealing with that at this point. So it's really hard to say unless you're a power five who knows is going to have, you know, your wideouts and everything like that. It's hard. It's hard to tell if we're going to do that good. But hey, yeah, there's been so many why don't you why don't you schools. tell people how you really feel about the transfer portal? I, I you know, I want to give you this moment to uh, to kind of air your grievances with the transfer portal. It's it's complicated. It is. You know? um, I think I mean, as as far as like a you know, G5 fan, alumni, I, it, I think it's going to help us yeah. a lot. Um, but it's just such a different thing. I mean, you're not going to have teams that have been together for an entirety for three years or whatever to get good. And a lot of, you know, a good group of five teams are, have been good because they've had people that have stuck together for years and they mm-hmm. finally have that one year where they can compete with kind of, you know, a power five team that doesn't have it all together. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's good. And it's good and bad. Um, uh, we're going to see a lot more of what it's going to, what kind of toll it's going to take in these coming years. I think my biggest issue with it is that NIL is so directly tied to, to how the transfer portal works. You gotta, I mean, and I am, I've always been a hundred percent advocate for players getting paid. I am I you know I firmly believe they they are making these universities a lot of money going out and with their with with their name likeness and image right they are doing all this work and doing well beyond what normal college kids would do and not getting compensated for it so I am fully in favor of players getting compensated I'm worried that NIL I I think one there needs to be an NIL cap you know, I think that's, that's I, re- I really like that idea. I, I think there needs to be a hard cap like, hey, schools cannot offer a player more than whatever. Um, and I and I don't think you break it down by sport. I think it can be any any sport, any, you know, whatever. Here's the hard cap, because what's happening is now that we're well, now that we're seeing the NIL be so prevalent, you're going to start learning away these excellent players from these Mac schools, from these AAC schools, from the Sun Belt to the big 10 to the sec because they have infinitely more cash flow exactly. and their alumni donors have infinitely more cash flow right as if it wasn't already difficult to keep good players yeah at g5 schools it's i really like that idea you should send like a very a strongly worded email to one, <laughs> to yeah. somebody I'll, I'll back you up um i'll send my own and Perfect. Perfect. No, but I mean, you know, I, I think, you know, all jokes aside, I think, you know, you're telling me that a, if I don't know, Justin Fields started out at Western Michigan in this NIL era, you're really telling me that, you know, Oklahoma isn't going to see, Oh, this is a generational talent. Let's go throw a million dollars at this kid to come play at Oklahoma instead. I'm sorry, I, I, the kid's gonna take that money, and I get it, and I and I support them getting that money, but it's like, you know, I'm so worried that the group of five and like the MAC is going to be the farm system of these Power Five programs. But sure. that's a diatribe for another day. 
yeah don't want to don't want to <laughs> belabor the point i think i think my point has been made very clear i think your point has been very made very clear on where we kind of sit on this but we have college football this week we have Mac football this week yes we have two games coming up this weekend we've got Georgia Southern taking on the Ohio Bobcats in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. And then we have the defending MAC champs taking on Appalachian State in the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. I love that name. for both of these games. Oh, yeah, it's a great name. Are they pushing together like multiple companies for these bowls? <laughs> They're doing something. Um, I think it's a lot the, of real estate. I think of the Avocados from Mexico is the title sponsor, mm. they are an actual company that does yeah. exactly what their title says avocados from mexico yeah 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 Same exactly jingle. you know the jingle you know yeah of course and i know the cure is it cure auto so it is cure no that this so this is not cure auto this is um for cancer research um this is actually oh, okay that yeah that's, that yeah, makes more is, sense which is why which is why you see a bunch of the stuff with like the pink and the you know it's it's i believe it's primarily breast cancer but i'm not entirely sure i don't want to i don't want to commit to that answer yeah but it's uh yeah it's it's designed for like cancer research and like medical research as well like it's it's a really cool thing that they do um with this bowl game where they raise funds and campaigns through this bowl game to help fund uh research cool. and i and i love that i think it's a that's that's cool awesome thing. i didn't even i didn't even know that yeah that's so great learn a little bit of something there today definitely um, but you know, so I, I of these two games, so Ohio and Georgia Southern kick off at eleven a.m. on Saturday. Early start to our Saturday, our Saturday football slate over there on yeah. ESPN Plus. Um, the Bobcats, obviously, they were hoping to get back to the MAC championship, did not do so. Ended up getting blasted really by Miami at home uh, down in Peden Stadium to to lose that tiebreaker. The Bobcats finished nine and three on the year. Georgia Southern coming in at six and six. Curtis Rourke obviously not playing this, obviously not playing this bowl game. And I think that that makes this game far more intriguing. Mm-hmm. Bobcats are um, the underdogs at three and a half points for this game. Uh, Georgia Southern is the favorite despite being six and six. I feel like maybe, you know, and maybe, maybe this is my, my, your Mac bias? Yeah, we'll go we'll, we'll go with <laughs> Mac bias, but I feel like yeah. maybe there should be a little bit more respect for the Mac, but Curtis Work is tra- he's transferred. He's gone. He's not playing this bowl game. So maybe maybe you know? there's something to that. Maybe the odds makers see that. Um whereas conversely, we have the Miami Ohio game taking on Appalachian State. I, is it Appalachian or is it Appalachian? Uh, I've heard it both. And I've said both in this show. Depends on who you talk to and where you are in the country, probably. I'll go call up the group of five guys uh, later on. Do it. Like, hey, you got you guys you guys don't cover the Mac as much as I do, but you cover you cover these teams really well. How do I pronounce his name? Um, but you got Appalachian State. See there again. I that's my yeah, I'm Appalachian. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll stick Appalachian. with that one. That'll be the that'll be the show pronunciation. Um, so you got Miami <laughs> taking on Appalachian. Appalachian, Jesus, that was good. There we I go. like that. Yeah, the App State. There, we'll just we'll roll it. App State, that's State. good. Sleep yeah, well, then, then nobody from uh, West Virginia can come and beat me up. Um, but, uh, but we've got Miami, Ohio taking them on um, in the avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Miami, Ohio, obviously the MAC champion. 
if you look at what Miami did, and this was something I was looking at earlier today, um, just kind of looking at numbers, every game they played, aside from Cincinnati, UMass, Western Michigan, shout out to Western Michigan, Let's and Mi- Miami, Florida, they held all of their opponents to 21 or less points. Oh, sorry, not Western Michigan. Western Michigan scored 21. Um, so, so... Say it again. How much we score? How much did we 21. score? Twenty-one. Right. Um, <laughs> in a losing effort, I just wanna, I just wanna throw that Ooh, one out there. You didn't have to say that. Uh, hmm. <laughs> um. So no, they they only gave up more than twenty-one three times on the year. That's solid. That's ever ever right since week four, they have not given up twenty-one points or more than twenty-one points. I think App State is one of those schools that is always really competitive. I mean, at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year. Um, they had a they had a big game. Who they they beat somebody, did they? Last year, I know they beat Texas A and M. Um, oh, they that was lost. Last year. They lost in overtime to UNC this year. Okay, it's respectable. But then towards the end of the season, I mean, you know, they started off the season three and four, and then towards the end of the season, they ripped off five straight wins to close out the season with a loss at Troy. Um, in the uh, in the championship game. But I, but I really, really like what App State did down the stretch. Joey Aguilar has looked excellent this year. Um, you know, JMU obviously was ineligible for the Sun Belt Championship. They finished seven and one. Which can I say is baloney? That's baloney. I don't disagree. But are we? Are we now? Let me ask you this: Are we saying this is baloney? Let Let's say Let's say it's Akron moving up, right? And they. And Akron does what Akron did this year. They win two games. Are we still saying it's baloney that they were ineligible for the conference championship? Or are we just saying that because they seemingly had a really good season? Oh, because they seemingly had a really good season. So that 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 then begs the question: do I do I think the rule is fair? No. Do I think that they should still adhere to the rule because they agreed to the rule? Before making that transition, yes. You're being a little too logical here. They had a That's great. All I do. They had an amazing year. We deserve to see that. We everyone. They deserve to do it. I mean, it's one thing they, to go to and they can get their championship rings made. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some give. But with the NCAA. But now let me ask you this: the team who got to represent that division in the Sun Belt Championship. JMU lost to. They lost to App State. Mm. That is true. That I mean, I'm that just is true. saying. Now, championship games are, are a little different, though. Championship games are a little bit different, but the head-to-head. But if App was, State lost, they're still going to a bowl. I mean, JMU's going to a bowl. They're playing Air Force. Oh, they are. Yeah. Because they didn't have enough six and six teams, remember? They're playing. Oh, I, uh, they're playing uh, Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl. Oh, good for them! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I did not uh, realize that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you know, talking about these other two MAC games, though, we've got Ohio taking on Georgia Southern, Miami taking on App State. Who do you like in these games? I like, I like Ohio, and you know, I think Ohio has a pretty good defense, and they've got a solid. 
they've got a solid offense. You know, I don't think people expected them to beat Wyoming last year, and they did out in the Arizona Bowl, and they looked really good doing it. I really like Ohio in this one, um, but I but I don't know, man. What are your thoughts? That's a tough one. Um, I think I think Georgia Southern is mm-hmm. kind of slept on. Yes, I know. A couple of years ago, Western played them, and we play them occasionally all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I remember us playing, we beat them pretty handedly, and I at the time was thinking, "Oh, Georgia Southern." You know, like these guys stink, you know, sure. and I, I over the past couple of years, uh, Sunbelt, right? Yep. Sunbelt, I hate to say it, Sunbelt is, I think, more competitive and a little bit stronger than the Mac. And I hate to wow. say that because I am a Mac fan, but you, there has you been just, so you much just, buzz. You just angered a lot of people down in uh, Southeast Ohio with that take right there. Oh no, I'm from Michigan. I feel like that already is automatic, I mean, right? I mean that that that's true. That's true. But <laughs> but I think I, th- I think I do think you may, you make a good point. The Sun Belt has done a really nice job of turning around as a conference, and you know they've elevated themselves, which is why I think this matchup is so intriguing. With oh, with Ohio, like Georgia Southern finished last in their division. Oh at three and five in conference play. But when you go and you look at what they did with their football schedule, they, they did enough in non-conference play. I mean, you know, they beat, you know, the Citadel, they beat UAB, they lost 21 points to um, Wisconsin, but then they came up and they blasted ball state granted ball state, not very good this year. We know that, yeah. but they blasted ball state, which is why I think this matchup is so intriguing. Um, now, they barely squeaked in. Um, they ripped off four straight losses at the end of the year. Like they looked really good early Dang. on. They started the season five and one. Um, but to close out the year, they lost four straight games um, and just just got in. But yeah, man, I I think Georgia Southern is is they're going to be coming out. You know, Dylan Brin has looked awesome for them this year. 3,400 passing yards. Oh. 22 oh touchdowns. Gosh. Wow. And Ohio's defense is pretty good. So, you know, it's tough to say. I feel like the answer will come from, you know, that stretch at the end of their season where they went. Sure. Oh, and four, are they got, how are they going to respond? Are they going to come out in this bowl game and try to prove something? Or is it going to be more of the same that they can't get out of their own way? You know, right. Um, I think Ohio also has a lot to play for as well because they really wanted to get to that Mac championship game. I mean, they last year they did pretty good. Maybe this is what maybe they're going to try to prove something. Sure. No, it'll be interesting to see. Let's uh, move over to that Miami App State game real quick. Miami, again, the defending Mac champions, App State, the uh, got blasted really in the Sun Belt championship by Troy. I think Miami is going to win this one. I and I and I know that I say that with a bias. That defense is unbelievable. They they proved that the offense can do enough under Avion Smith. They did in the MAC championship against arguably the if not the best defense against the second best defense in the MAC in Toledo. Um, they put up twenty three points on him while stifling MAC Player of the Year and MAC Offensive Player of the Year to Quan Finn and Penny Boone. And he Toledo is, he's still real put good. up a bunch of that. 
Toledo still put up a bunch of yards. They, I think they actually outgained Miami. Um, but you had them out of the end zone. You let your special teams do their work. They had multiple block kicks on Toledo in that game. Um, multiple, or I think at least one blocked extra point in that game. So special teams did great work. I really, really, really like the Miami defense to carry them to a 12 and two season. And, and this one, I completely agree. I think Miami looked real good in the MAC championship game. Now, Avion Smith, uh, is, is it for sure he's not going to play? Not entirely I sure. I mean, it's, I think it's coach's discretion if they're not committed elsewhere yet. Okay. Um, so, I mean, coach, even with, him even with him so. out, I think they win. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, cause there's no and, way that they don't have a backup that does similar things, you know? Right. Well, and I think, I mean, I think it's clear Avion was the second best quarterback in that quarterback room, but I know that they've got players. Right. And, and again, he completed six passes in the Mac championship. And but they as well not, not even been there. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, yeah, like, like legitimately they won. And no, no disrespect to Avion Smith, of course, but they they did it with they they did it based off of the defense, and that and that's what I think I think is the big, and you know the big thing here. So you like Miami, I like Miami, I I like Ohio purely because of the defense, but Georgia Southern, that that one could be a coin flip. Easy enough, man. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on to these winter sports. Kind of run down these some of these real quick. I know this is one of your specials when you do your uh, your gig. You're talking about a little bit of a uh, hockey, some Bronco oh, hockey. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm kind of gonna kind of let you take the lead on this. You know, I know that you mostly follow Western Michigan, but I'm sure you kind of pay attention to the BG and the Miami results sure. as well. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I'm not sure how much you know about college hockey and the conferences. There is no. I know Mac. the MAC, MAC does not sponsor it. It does not. That's about it. <laughs> so Mac schools, uh, the couple that do have D1 programs, uh, are kind of split between two conferences, the NCHC, mm-hmm. which is the one Western Michigan is in, um, and Bowling Green in the CCHA, yep. which historically is a very good conference. You is had like Miami's Michigan in there. You well? had It was like the premier conference. It's kind of fallen from grace a little bit when the Big Ten decided to do their own. Right. Uh, yeah. So Western Michigan, it's great. I mean, it's the one aside from our undefeated season that our program with hockey is the best thing that we have in athletics. Last year we had a, uh, program high fourth overall seed in the country. Okay. So, and, it, at t- I mean, this year we're ahead of Michigan, and yeah. Michigan is a blue blood through and through. Yes, multiple Frozen Fours, multiple yeah, like Michigan championships. Is, it's like yeah. kind of similar how they are with football. It's like mm-hmm. they have they're so old. Hockey being one of the oldest sports that they have, they've racked up a lot of national championships. Um, but yeah, BG, I think they have a decent program, and, and they have a very good history as well. Mm-hmm. Lately, they have not been doing as well. Right. Which is really sad to see because even if they're not in the Mac and hockey, I still I still root for them, you know. Nineteen eighty four champions of college hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got they got a lot of that history just based off of that right there. 
a lot of those guys 100%. went on to play in the um it, you know in the professional ranks um some of those guys were on that um olympic team that upset the yeah. ussr like yeah bowling oh, green's what? got a great That's history awesome. oh yeah you yeah you go look up the history it's it's pretty wild some of those guys were on that uh um that team miracle that uh that we see in the in the disney film yeah for sure so um, where should i yeah. where should i go with this because i could talk about I I know I I don't want to I don't want to give you the I don't want to give you an hour on hockey um but no (laughs) it's uh I mean you know you know quick give me give me a quick breakdown on you know what you're seeing from Western Michigan um just talk about their season you know do a quick 30 second or so uh sure so um we're coming off a year where we made it to playoffs we did very well we had the highest score scholar in the country um, in Jason Poland, which now he's on to profession. Uh, and now we kind of lost our whole, you know, front line, mm-hmm. our, uh, our offense. So this year we got a couple transfers, one from Colorado college. Um, and we're playing, we're playing some good hockey. It took a while for us to really click with the new line, sure. but there's just so much talent and just getting to the playoffs has really helped. Um, mm-hmm. people want to transfer. And we're getting some decent players that kind of aren't getting minutes anymore. Where are they from? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I have I have a lot of hope. Now, the NCHA is by far the – this is not even controversial. <laughs> the NCHA the is the best is, – is the SEC of college hockey. Okay. I remember, like, two years ago, um, I read something that, like, the, the previous five out of, like, eight championships were all from – uh, NCHC oh, wow. schools. Wow. Okay. So we have North Dakota, which is a university that you don't expect to have amazing athletics just because of its size. They have a hollowed program, an amazing arena. They are easily one of the best every year. And in addition, in addition to that, uh, the University of Denver, which they're like consistently one. They're like, yeah, they're like I see them come up a lot. They are always really good. And we split with them this weekend. So yeah we're looking good exciting time for western michigan hockey it sounds like it's awesome and you have to go to a game at lawson i'll be i'll try to make it up there this year you know i and i'll work that out with you i'm gonna try to make it up to a game this year for sure i mean you you should make it happen you'd really enjoy it our student section is insane insane we have like a lot of choreographed chants the crowd is really right up there on the ice Okay. So, and they're very reactive to everything that happens. And they're, they're kind of, I mean, we're called the lost and lunatics. They are yes. crazy. They will, they're cursing at people. They go in the box, uh, they get a penalty or whatever the other player goes in the box. It's right up there against the lost and lunatics. So they'll do things like they'll go up to the side of it, the ice, look up like the player's mom or something <laughs> and like put it up against there and be like, eh. That's it, so it, funny. Is, it is a fun time. It gets loud in there and it really gives us an advantage. That's so fun. Um, we'll run down a couple of these other kind of just quick moments here in the rest of winter sports, or at least with basketball. Um, men's side, you know, uh, you know, a couple things uh, going up and down. You know, I think the men are trying to figure out what they're doing. Uh, but the women's side, I've been very impressed with. Toledo beat Michigan in Toledo. That was in front awesome. of a record crowd of seventy three hundred people um ball state women this this is what i love ball state women their hottest start since 99 2000 they are currently eight and two started the season 10 and one 
They went 22 and nine to advance to the NCAA tournament where they fell to UCLA 65 to 57. EMU, they let their women's basketball coach go. Kind of expected. Eastern Michigan has not been good for a while. I remember back back in the early 2010s, early mid 2010s, they were constantly taking Toledo out of the MAC tournament um, and and making multiple finals appearances. But they just have have not figured it out as of late. Um, I hope that they can find somebody. I, it sounds like the they've got one of their assistant coaches as the interim um, until they figure out what's going on. But you know, I hope I hope that they can find that search soon because that's something you always looked at as Eastern Michigan. Like even if they weren't consistently good at basketball, you at least had to worry about them. Oh yeah, they're uh, definitely a wild card. And in most things, mm-hmm. and it's it's tough for Eastern. Um, they're real close to Michigan. Mm-hmm. They are real ge- geographically. It, it is tough. I feel like it's very hard for them to express their fandom mm-hmm. being so close to Michigan, where yeah. they are just disrespectful. <laughs> they yeah. just are like they don't they don't care. So shouts out to Eastern and their their fan base because like they they deserve some props for consistently being tough program in all sports it's yeah yeah like you said across all sports that's you know i i imagine i've often had thoughts of like of a highly touted three-star recruit doing a tour you know doing like their tour at michigan and then the same day or you know the next week doing their tour at eastern michigan and that, I mean, that's just a tough, like when you're, when you're that close, it's so tough to recruit against Michigan when, you know, when you got the big house and the factory's fun, you know, I think the factory's working on getting some upgrades and whatnot, but it's the big house. Like, it's just, it's so hard. It is the big, it's Michigan stadium. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's so tough. Um, but um, no, so, I mean, you know, it's a, a, exciting stuff happening with, with all those sports. Um Certainly want to want to congratulate um, a few fall sports, all Americans. You know, uh, we had for football. I know Quinion Mitchell made a bunch of second teams, um, and I believe uh, Lou the Lou Groza winner uh, Graham Nicholson made it on a couple second teams, which I find hilarious. That the best kicker in college football is a second team all American. Whatever. No um, we had a few uh, Miami field hockey. Shout out to my girls over there down in Oxford. Um, they uh, were selected as all Americans and I was so happy for them because this is a program that has worked so hard. Um, just really just for a long time. And it's just, it's so cool to kind of see what they do. Um, you know, you got Claudia Garcia. She was named on a couple of all American lists. She was named second team all American. Um, and then, Berta Mata was named third team All-American um, to the the Snaps Sports All-American teams. So it's it's really awesome to see them kind of uh, pick up some of those accolades. And I and I think we had a a, a volleyball girl from uh, from Western Michigan make an All-American team. And I just I was I was thoroughly impressed with what she did. Logan Case. Yep. She is a beast. Unbelievable, and she was it named was real honorable fun to mention. Watch yeah, she yeah, she was she she was just so dominant all year long. Part of that undefeated regular season for the Mid-American Conference play. Um she had the really big hand in that and but yeah, Logan Case was just excellent 
excellent, excellent. Again, you know, she is named honorable mention All American, and I was so happy for her by the American Volleyball Coaches Association. A lot of coaches are telling you, "Hey, you're you're pretty good to be recognized nationally." So hats off to her. I know, I know, I'm missing probably a few All Americans for that. I apologize. But that's a good thing. If I'm missing some, that means we've got a lot in the conference right now. And that's a win for the Mid-American Conference. Absolutely. So, all right, Brigadier, this is uh, kind of the point where I'm just going to let you kind of tell people what you do, who you are, um, and then I'll wrap it up here. But, of course, you know, one, I want to thank you for coming on and being my first ever guest co-host. Um, looking forward to bringing on more more guest co-hosts from various schools. Um, over the next few weeks as uh, as we kind of push this thing forward. Um, but yeah, kind of tell tell our fans, followers at home, one, where they can find you, um, a little bit about who you are. I, I, I don't know if you like Western Michigan or not. I, I couldn't tell. So if you if you want to clear that up for me, I'd appreciate it. Sure. Well, first, uh, uh, it's, it's an honor to be selected uh, for your show. Um, I've always appreciated what you do. And the hard work you put in and your attention to detail to my conference. Uh, just love the stuff you've been doing and just, just keep it up, man. Second, the name is Brigadier Bronco. Okay. I big e, am big EMU guy. <laughs> no, I am a I am a very proud Western Michigan fan. Um, I was previously the mascot for WMU, uh, Buster the Bronco. So you may have seen me if you're a Western fan, you just didn't know it. That was that was me doing the floss with, next to all the kids. I love that. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, you can find me on, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I just, you know, repost stuff for the culture. I make content. I usually do like a Sunday weekend roundup show, mm-hmm. which kind of been put on hiatus just with my new work and getting a house and all these things. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Brigadier Bronco. Um, I do have an Instagram. I don't really update on it, so you don't probably need to follow me on that. But yeah, um, and I'm also just a big fan of the Mid-American Conference, a uh, conference that's been slept on and deserves its flowers. And I think it's really coming into its own uh, in these coming years. Um, and as you can see, I got on the Mac shirt. Love it. You can go shop for it on, on their website. It's quality fabric. It um, is. It is. But yeah. Brigadier Bronco, baby. No, uh, again, you know, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy schedule to uh, to come and offer the point the the Mac a point of view from a Western Michigan fan. Um, I really appreciate it. Wanted to wanted to bring you on and have you out. Um, a couple things, guys, for those who haven't followed us or haven't seen kind of what's going on on Twitter. Uh, AJ and I had a long talk. Uh, decided that you know. We're, we're going to split this up. AJ uh, step has stepped away from the show. I wanted to say thank you to him for the work he's done over the last couple of years. Um, it's uh, it's truly appreciated. But uh, we're going to be rolling forward without AJ. Um, again, you know, I wish him the best of luck. He is out in Colorado living his best life with his wife. Say that three times fast. And he is uh, he is more than likely hiking right now if he's not at work um checking out those mountains um and you know again just a big thank you to aj um you guys can follow him over there on twitter at roughing 55 
Um, if you wanted to stay in touch with him, I'm sure he would appreciate that. He's, uh, I know he posts different pictures of his time in Colorado as well. And he still has his thoughts on the Ohio state Buckeyes. Of course, you guys know, he's a big Ohio state fan. Um, post his thoughts on the ball state Cardinals where he went to school. And of course, um, the Cleveland Browns and the Cleveland guardians. But, um, so we, we did decide to, to separate, um, split this off and it's all me. So you guys are stuck with me for forever. It's like an eternity. And it's, Maybe two eternities if if uh, if that's the personal hell you want to be in. But that's going to do it for this week's show, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I uh, got a lot of things in the works right now. A lot of a uh, lot of moves I'm looking at making. A lot of changes I'm looking at making. Maybe including bringing on one of you to help out with content. So Ooh. keep your ears to the ground. Keep your eyes open on our Twitter. Um, I would love, love, love to hit 2,500 people in the next 17 days before the end of the year. So if we can hit 2,500 people, it'd be really cool. I might even do a giveaway. I won't do it as fancy as you know some of these other giveaways. No, you know, no money giveaways. But maybe I'll maybe I'll throw out a hat there for somebody. Do a uh, do a follower giveaway. Do a hat. Do something like that. That'd be fun. I think we could make that happen. As, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, as as Brig is over here adjusting his hat, I think signaling that he wants a you hat. See this one right here. I, I do, I do. It's a it's a, it's a nice uh, Eastern Michigan hat you're wearing there. Um, Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but no, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. you. Can follow the College Sports Connection podcast or the CSC podcast over on Twitter at College Sport Pod. You can find us on Instagram at the CSC Podcast. Or check out our website at the CS or www.thecscpodcast.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we will see you next week.